This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to Kelly and Company. Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, host of the program. Margaret Weldon dropping us a little bit of an email, Ram. Yes, it was really interesting. We were talking about the pools, the swimming pools, and letting the doggies take a swim on Labor Day. And she was saying that nine pools across Toronto uh, got their got dogs to participate in the doggy pool. And she said the dogs were super happy, not so much the humans. So mm. we're waiting for an update on why that was. But yeah. see, told you. Especially when they came out and shook off, I guess. Ugh. Plus, you'd start worrying about some of the health <laughs> things. After Danielle's segment, I wondered. Folks, Appreciate you being back with us. It's time now to jump into the world of health and wellness with Francis Wong. Hello, I'm Francis Wong, and I invite you to join me as we explore topics of health and wellness so that you can make the best choices for you to live an informed and radiant life. Today, we're talking about a fitness sport um, on health and wellness called pickleball. Now, I've got to say, Francis, when I first heard of it, it's about a strange name for a sport, isn't it? But can we get into a little talk about the sport itself? Yes, Kelly. I guess you could say that with this sport trending recently that apparently I have been living under a rock. (laughs) Uh, The name itself is a little odd, which we can get into later. But I have to tell you that for a sport that has been around since the 1960s, I had never heard of it until I was at my aunt's place a couple of years ago and she was mentioning how she had just gotten into it. And I was thinking to myself, like, what is this sport? Like, (laughs) And to be honest... I assumed it was some kind of a game like lawn bowling. Like, no offense oh. to any seniors. Yeah, my aunt's not even a senior. But um, that was my initial impression when she told me um, that she was playing it at, at her club. So um, are you uh, less under a rock than I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have yeah. you, you, you've heard of this. And oh, yeah. You, I, lo- I looked you... it up about five, six years ago because I hadn't, like you, where I are now, I had never heard about it. But I heard a documentary, like, you know, like a documentary segment on CBC or somewhere, how it's explained. Yes. And Ramya, have you heard of it before? It's only because it's getting so popular, but I had no clue. I didn't... uh, Other than the name itself sounding kind of funny and interesting, uh, I had no uh, inkling to go actually check out what it is. But this morning when I was talking about the segment, I was told it's like a cross between badminton and tennis and how that's going to be accessible or how that could be made accessible, question mark. So anyways, I'm curious about the the sport. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So the USA Pickleball Association refers to the game as basically what you said. It's they call it the love child of tennis and badminton with strands of ping pong DNA. So it's a <laughs> mishmash game pulling from tennis, badminton, and table tennis. And I really love the uh, that whole phrase. You know, the slogan of what it is. So why has it become so popular? Uh well the the name um we can go back to the name mm-hmm. um it goes to the history of how the game came to be and that is back to the 1960s as I said near seattle um in this case the inventors were a couple of men who came home from a summer day of golf to find their kids complaining that they were bored like what's new right so some <laughs> things just don't change right? so <laughs> let's just invent a bored. game <laughs> yeah. kids being bored and if they're in a car on a road trip then they're constantly hearing are we there yet so So one of the fathers, Joel Pritchard, had an old badminton court on his property. 
but he couldn't find enough badminton rackets for a full game. So he improvised with his spare ping pong paddles and a wiffle ball. And in case you didn't have the opportunity to play with wiffle balls when you were a kid, these are plastic balls that are slightly larger than a tennis ball and they have holes on the surface. So the ball is hollow and super light. Just like our sports drink segment where we were discussing which university came up with the drink first, there's a bit of controversy as to how the pickleball name came to be. Mm. In sailing, the term pickleball is used to refer to the last boat to finish in a race. The game was named by Joel's wife, Joanne, who was previously a competitive rower and said that the game reminded her of the pickle boat in crew where oarsmen were chosen (laughs) from the leftovers of other boats. One article I read said that Joel had actually considered calling the game Tenny Pong, which is a mix of tennis and ping pong. But the other main reason that the media outlets have been pushing incorrectly, I might add, is that the game was named after the family dog Pickles, who would chase after the ball and run away off the court with it. And I guess this (laughs) dog story was more appealing In terms of selling the story. But the truth is that while the Pritchards did have a dog named Pickles, that dog didn't arrive until a couple of years after the game had already been invented. Oh, okay. (laughs) See, I love when we find out, no, 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 the real facts are the dog wasn't even there. Go back to the oarsman uh, picking. Uh, Can we talk about the basic rules of the game? Absolutely. So, um, as the Pritchards were playing this game, they started inventing and changing the rules. Things like lowering the net and then including a non-volleying section near the net. So the game, as I mentioned earlier, is played on a court, which can be indoors or outdoors. Uh, The court is a badminton-sized court, so 20 feet by 44 feet, and it can be played as singles or doubles. And you might be wondering which team gets to serve first, and the answer is drumroll. It's done through a game of rock, paper, scissors. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. This game just keeps so getting I, better and better. Yeah. Well, yeah. With an absurd name, you got to have all these absurd rules. Yes. I think that it's appropriate for a game that doesn't seem to take itself too seriously. No kidding. So actually, that's one of the more fun ways that it's decided. Um, other ways include a rally or a coin toss. And then whoever wins gets to decide whether they want to serve first or have the other team serve. So getting back to the rules, there are five basic rules. And the first rule of pickleball is you don't talk about pickleball. What? Oh. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was just no, going to say, kidding. how do you do that? Hey, want to play the game? Yeah, let's play the game. Don't use the name. Yeah. yeah. There are already so much yeah. quirks to it. I thought, seriously? Wow. Okay. And certainly don't yeah, call so. it bread and butter pickles. <laughs> so the real first rule of serving is that the ball must stay within the bounds of the court. And that's a pretty basic rule, I think. The second rule is that there must be one bounce per side from the initial serve before the teams can volley, which means hitting the ball back and forth without it bouncing. Mm-hmm. So the receiving team must let the ball bounce first before hitting it. And the same for the return from the serving team. So if your ball bounces twice on your side or goes out of bounds, then the ball goes to the other team. The third rule is that the serve must be done at the baseline of the court and from the right side of the court to diagonally cross court. Uh, The ball must be served in an underhanded way with a paddle below the waist. The fourth Mm. rule is that the ball cannot land in the non-volley zone. There is a seven-foot non-volley zone on each side of the net in which the ball cannot touch. And if it does, then the serve is lost. And the last rule is that the game ends at 11 or 15 points. 
So the game usually finishes at 11 points, but the winning team must win by at least two points. And you only get points when you're serving. So the game can sometimes go up to 15 points. Mm. Okay. I'm curious about the non-volley zone. Do we know, Francis, if there is such thing in uh, badminton or tennis? Tennis? No. I I I honestly don't know. I'm not sure. That could be something uh, new. Do we know how wide the net actually is supposed to be? The actual well, the legitimate court, net? Uh, the court is 20 by 44. Okay. So yep. I, like, I'm not sure. Yeah, probably to uh, the edge, but not sure. Yeah, that's so interesting. Why like there's, you know, your your quarters, but then there's a whole part where you'll lose it. If I guess it's just to make it more complicated. And, and I wonder if that has to do with the diagonal serving and everything. That's true too. Because you're, you're kind of aiming for those there, but you can't go in it. Yeah, let's leave it to mm-hmm. the experts for now. But anyways, so <laughs> why, <laughs> back to my question about why it became so popular. Like this is still a, a head scratcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a variety of factors. Uh, This racket sport is one of the fastest growing sports in the U.S., according to the Sports and Fitness Industry Association. They've also said that more than half a million people have tried this game since 2020. And I think one reason that it's become really popular is that it was an activity that people could do outdoors during the pandemic. People could create their own bubbles and then play with and against their family members and friends. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say that this wasn't already becoming popular. The pandemic just accelerated things. Um, Another reason that pickleball has grown so quickly is the low cost of entry. You really don't need anything other than a pickleball paddle, a ball and a net. And of course, access to a court, which can be done indoors or outdoors. But if you have a flat driveway, you can just mark it off. You know, the boundary is just using chalk. Uh, And yet another reason why the sport has become popular is that it's pretty easy to learn. And some people who have played have said that it's addictive. It's also great for all ages and skill levels. In in fact, you might think that if you're younger, that you would have an advantage over someone more senior. But there have been cases of older people beating younger people because they've been playing a lot longer. It's also really appealing because anyone can play it. And it's a nice way to socialize. But at the same time, you can take it up a few notches by making it very competitive through tournaments. Wow. Okay. And, and that sounds like, a you know, for those who want to do it that way, fun. But the one thing you really like, and some people are really good at taking sports just for what they are, having some fun with them. Some people really get into it no matter what it is. The competitive side comes out. And this sounds like something that even some of those would have trouble because of a certain absurdity and, and the whole creation of it, and let alone the name. But if people wanted to learn more about it, maybe get involved and find out if there's some more of the very more serious groups or more fun and, and maybe age-friendly for themselves, where, where would they go, Francis? Uh, yeah, uh, Pickleball Canada has a lot of resources about the sport, how to participate, membership, lists of upcoming tournaments, and links to the provincial associations. And just as a side note um, about tournaments, this summer, the 10th Pickleball Canada National Championships was held in Ottawa. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> all of the provinces except for PEI have an, a provincial pickleball association and Yukon Territory also has one. And then once you're in the provincial websites, they should have links to the local clubs near you. Nice. And you should be able to find a pickleball venue in most, if not all provinces, YMCAs, local community rec centers, schools, parks, you know, seniors' residences may have courts. In the U.S. alone, um, the USA Pickleball database has more than 38,000 places to play. And that sounds like a lot, but don't forget that some of these clubs will have more than one court. Right. Okay, so... 
with pickleball being a strange word, let's wrap up with a few other funny pickleball terms. This is a quiz, but your odds are not going to be as good as it will be um, because it is multiple choice questions instead of true and false. Oh, dear. So let's just jump right in. Okay. There are a lot of references to food in this game. The term kitchen refers to A, the area outside the edges of the court, B, the inside area of the court, C, the non-volley zone of the court, or D, none of the above. I'm going to go with B, the inside area. Me too. I think B because we always say get in on their kitchen. Mm. Yeah, you guys are wrong. It's actually the non-volley zone of the court. So that's seven feet. That that was our second choice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. The term volley llama refers to A, (laughs) when the players volley the ball back and forth two or more times. B, when the player hits a volley shot into the non-volley zone. C, when one of the pairs goes um, on each side, go into the into a volley with each other and ignore their partners. Or D, when a player hits a volley shot into the net. C? I like C. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually when the players hit a volley shot into the non-volley zone. So when they're oh, okay. hitting it into the oh. kitchen. Into that, yeah. yeah, okay. Into yeah. the kitchen. All right. Right. <laughs> okay. The term falafel refers to A, when a ball enters the kitchen, B, going for a social meal after the game, C, (laughs) treating the losing team to falafels after the game, or D, when the ball falls outside of bounds. Oh, there's Uh, no none of the above. I thought somebody was going to be called a falafel. I don't know. I don't know. D? C? Uh uh-uh, uh, it's A. When a ball when a ball enters the kitchen, oh, the non volley zone. That's great, Francis. We are out of time, Francis. Awesome. Thank you for bringing pickleball to us. Uh, Francis Wong joins us bi-weekly to talk wellness opposite our nutrition segment with Julia Karanches. Up next, we'll be talking sports with the man from the Neutral Zone podcast, and of course, mornings with Dave Brown, Brock Richardson next. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.